Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on birds and bats. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet to your family out of the hospital. We have a a super beautiful superstar. What is the true definition of you, Cheryl? Well, we have a special guest today, Cheryl Church. Now, see, that was even hard for me to say. It would be hard to sum me up in a, just a simple sentence. You know, my <laughs> my talents range from truly knowing how to fold a fitted sheet to, you know, all she, kinds of glamorous things. Is she of the understatement? Yeah, I, I just have to say, you and I go back to just a little ways. She's a special friend with emphasis on special, I think. Listen, so special. <laughs> let's get started on the birds and bats. In this segment, Cheryl, I want to talk about the bats. Usually, I just unload knowledge on people. In this case, we've got stories. Now, I understand that you've been known to see a bat or two in your day. I have, and I got a good look at a bat, and... They're actually kind of cute if you look at their faces. I think only you could manage to see cuteness <laughs> in a bat. It was a cute bat. So, so let's hear that story first, and then we're going to launch into bats. This is a pretty good story because, like you're saying, keeping your family safe. So I'm really interested in the safety factor with this. Uh-huh. Um, this oh, there was are many safety years factors. Ago, uh, my family was in Vernal, and we were at the swimming pool. And it was in the evening when the bats like to come out and um, a bat flew down and was right next to the swimming pool, just a little one. And so I I had never seen one close up. And so I swam over there and was taking a a close look at it. And my mother was in the background going, get away from it. Get away. You'll get rabies. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the first thing we should do is dispel that rumor. If you see a bat, it's not necessarily a reincarnation of Count Dracula (laughs) out there to suck your blood. Chances are that it's either after fruit or even better, it's after insects. Mosquitoes. They're right. really good at mosquitoes, right? Yeah. I know the vernal area you're talking about. There are some bugs out there. You know, I actually read a National Geographic article about bats, and once I'd finished that, I was pretty much convinced that I should have some sort of a bat cave where I had, uh, I don't know, a couple thousand bats that were in that cave. You know, because they were so good at eating bugs. And I don't know about you, but I think I might prefer to have bats in the afternoon than mosquitoes, for example, eating me all day long. Well, would there be any truth in my mother's fear of me getting rabies from the bat? I guess we would have to parse the word any. It is possible that you can get rabies. It is also possible that when you walk out of the studio today that you're going to get struck by lightning. So I don't want to say the word zero. You're talking to an engineer who's afraid of words like any and zero and none and safe. And never. <laughs> the likelihood is very small, though, right? <laughs> you know, actually, I had a discussion about snakes that actually kind of reminds me of this discussion. We were talking about how snakes are, you know, repulsive, etc. But mice are also repulsive. And snakes eat mice, and so sometimes if you got to choose between one and the other, maybe the snake is the better choice. Hmm. But I think mice are cute. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) Cheryl is the warm heart here. Me by contrast. (laughs) It's... 
Now, I should hasten to mention that while I just barely endorse bats on one level, the last thing we need is bats inside the house, especially the attic, because there are health effects. Talk about keeping your money and your wallet and your family out of the hospital. You know, if you've got bat guano inside the house, it's not good. People do go to the hospital. There are some severe respiratory issues that can come associated with that. How common would that be? Common? I'm going to say uncommon for the area that you and I live in. Now, you know, the people who are listening could be anywhere from San Diego to New York City to Shanghai. So common might change. Okay. However, uh-huh. you're talking, okay, so I keep in mind, I live in Southern Utah uh-huh. and I see bats. I mean, I see bats and one day in my garage and my garage does have an attic. Uh-huh. There was a bat flying in my garage and I kept saying, here, bat, come out of the garage. Did it listen? No. <laughs> I think it really did go up to the attic. And we're going to go there. And I've seen a couple of these homes. I've got these stories. Let's go to one of them. There was one I did that was, I don't know, about 50 miles south of here, a place called Nephi. And down there, it's kind of city, but mostly country. And I was doing this inspection. The home was fairly old. It was about 1930-ish. And we got into this basement slash crawl space. It was kind of a hybrid of the two because there was a concrete floor, but some of the walls were soil. So we were going around looking at that. You had the furnace down there. You had the water heater down there. And I turned around, and above the entry was this single bat, just a small one. I assumed it was a baby. I was probably incorrectly assuming. But that bat didn't seem really afraid of us. And at first I thought it was just a dead, stuck bat that was just there. Then I thought I saw it move, but I wasn't sure. So we very carefully, you know, just tried to, we found a little stick and just tried to touch it to see if it was going to move. It squawked and it moved. At this point, me and the buyer are kind of freaked out. We don't know what to do. We don't know if we even walk underneath this bat, if it's going to attack us and turn us into vampires. Or give you rabies. Yeah, or give me rabies (laughs) or turn me into a zombie or who knows what. But we went back up and we told the seller, and he was unaware of that. He didn't know what to do. Obviously, he didn't spend a lot of time down in this cellar-type space. And so we were all looking at each other, and then they looked at me, and, you know, they basically say, well, you're the home inspector. You tell me what to do. And the answer for that is, as the homeowner, you don't want to mess with bats. My thing that I told them is that if you have a bat, chances are you have a 1,000. That bat might have not decided to go out for dinner that day. Maybe it was sick. But bottom line is that you call somebody who knows their way around bats. And so that's what we did. I never hear how these stories end because I walk away from my home inspection, I write the report, and then I never hear anything again. It would have been interesting to know how that was taken care of. What I did mention to those guys, though, is that you want to identify and eliminate the reason why that bat is there. Of course, bat, like any other critter, is looking for food and shelter. I don't know that food is something that they're going to be looking for inside the house, but shelter, absolutely. So you got to eliminate whatever pathways the 10,000 bats are using to get inside the house. Okay, so that makes me think that I should peek up there in that attic and see that there may be quite a few bats up there, really. Yeah, and that goes me to another one of my stories. This particular house is only a few miles away from where I live currently. I don't think I've ever seen bats around here, but this particular attic had 
piles of guano, bat feces, in this attic space. I kind of had stuff rain down on me. You can guess what the stuff was. And then as I look, I see all these feces. And at first I think, okay, we've got mice up here by the thousands. And then as I look, the feces are a little bit different. And then I notice they're pretty much aligned directly underneath the crest of the rafters where mice are going to be kind of all over the place. There's going to be tunnels and tubes and that sort of thing. In this case, the feces were, like I say, right underneath the crest of the roof. And in this area, I actually, you know, the the feces were, I'm going to say, maybe 100 to 150 per square foot. I could see you go down the attic a little ways, and they were piled up. You know, there was a four-inch pile that was maybe four or five feet wide. Wow. Yeah, that was kind of nasty. And that would be, I mean, you could tell that that's, Put that microphone right next to you. Quite a period of time then that they've been there. Yeah. Yes, they had. And I don't know how long it takes for bats to create that much guano. The home was abused in some other ways, too, and so it was going for a fire sale price. But they didn't even know that uh, one of the reasons why it was a fire sale price was... You know, that we had the bats going on up there. Wow. So, you know, then you can imagine what the project looks like. Not only do they need to first get the bats out, then close the place up. Because you don't want to do that in reverse order. No. And then you've got to get somebody up there with a moon suit on who's got to somehow get all the bat feces out and the insulation. And this has got to happen while you're stepping on rafters and you're shoving all this stuff down through the attic hatch or you're blowing out a part of the wall the exterior wall to do that so this is no small project no yeah i i want that one to sink in you know you told me something earlier that bat faces are cute yes (laughs) (laughs) let's say that before we had this conversation let's say you saw a bat and you mentioned that you saw a bat in your carport in my garage in your garage Uh and you're thinking it might have actually gone up into your attic yeah we do have access to an attic and it's not shut and so my guess that's where it went up there and it has never occurred to me until this conversation Uh that there could be Quite a few of them living up there. I mean, I bet you we haven't looked up there in years and years. Yeah, and you know that, if, like I say, if there's one, there's 10,000. Right. Yeah, then you start getting some uglies up there. I watched one of those like National Geographic shows, and it talks about bats in caves and how you not only have the guano, the feces in the bottom of the cave, but then you start getting cockroaches by the millions in that cave. Mm-hmm. And you know that it's whatever... It's the circle of life. <laughs> that's Garth. right. You have your own ecosystem <laughs> that you didn't know about in your attic. <laughs> so now you're going to have to send somebody up there carefully and see what you've got rocking that's up true. there. I mean, where I live, the elevation's so high, cockroaches aren't really an issue there. But I can see where that would be. You know, it's a food source for them, so they're, they're attracted. And it yeah. just, just keeps getting better and better, doesn't it? <laughs> it might not be cockroaches in your place, but who knows what other sort of creepy crawlies might yeah, be up there. I'm, I'm really excited to go check now. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one more story and then we'll uh, we'll finish up this segment on bats. There was a home I did that is kind of halfway between where you and I live because Cheryl being the special co-host that she is, the star guest host, <laughs> 
She lives some distance away. What is it? A couple hundred miles? I live, it's 240, uh, it's about 200, you Yeah. Know. So about halfway between us, I did an inspection. Somebody called me down there and it's, you know me, it's hard for me to say no, right? Right. Right. <laughs> so I went down there and you had this old property, 1900-ish, and it had a second story and there was a door, you know, you go up to this landing and it's just this cool old house. And there was a door that was closed. I opened it up and you immediately noticed this smell. And then you also immediately noticed this guano pile that follows the crest of this vaulted ceiling. Mm -hmm. And that was, I'm going to say, four to six inches deep with guano. And what had happened is somebody in the history of this house had decided they didn't need the chimney anymore. So they went into this bedroom on the second level and they started removing bricks from the floor of the chimney. And they got about two or three feet high, and then they realized this whole chimney was going to cave in on them. And, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're removing a chimney, you start from the top and you move down. But these guys were not that smart. (laughs) They realized they were about to cause an avalanche, so they propped the chimney up with a two-by-four and walked away and left. And so now, months later, these bats have found this big gaping hole in the chimney, and they're using the chimney as a way in, and then this bedroom on the second level becomes their bat cave. So they weren't in an attic, they were in the bedroom? They were actually in a bedroom inside the living space. And apparently the sellers had yielded the space to the bats because they didn't know what to do. So, you know, again, bottom line, you've got to eliminate the pathways in. There's what we call the $10 fix and then the $10,000 fix. In this case, the $10 fix is, you know, maybe either screen the opening or don't do stupid stuff like remove the chimney from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. The $10,000 fix is, you know, paying some massive hospital bill because little Johnny has got respiratory issues so is it pretty much i mean when you're talking about so the real issue is the bat guano yeah to me that's the number one issue obviously number two is few people want to live in direct contact with bats right and then perhaps a number three issue might be related to number one and that's you know whatever bugs cockroaches rats you know may be living on the guano side effects right I know that there are um, people who may be listening who might be thinking, okay, bats are great. They eat the bugs in my area, and I totally agree. I live in an area next to a lake where there's, during certain parts of the month, there's bazillions. I mean, there's millions Mm -hmm. of bugs here. And I would love for a very healthy group of bats to come eat some of those bugs. And that's great as long as they're not living in your home. So let's make you, Cheryl, master of your mansion, you and the listeners, and let's decide what this mansion looks like. Where is it? How big is it? And what kind of bats does it have or not have? Um, we're dreaming here. You can oh. make whatever you want. <laughs> well, if we're dreaming about a mansion, do I do I have to have bats in my mansion? Is this part of the equation? <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is all up to you. You can decide whether you've got bats or not. I'm going to decide I don't have bats in my mansion, but they're welcome to visit the property. (laughs) So maybe you might even go so far as to put a little bat cave, so to speak, out in the back of your yard. Well, that's kind of cool. When you say bat cave, what does that mean exactly? Could Um, it be just like a little bat house? Yeah. Really? And then they come in there and they can just live in the little bat house. Yeah, they'll go into the bat house and live there. And you can pack a lot of bats into a small space. 
And so is it kind of like a birdhouse? They're just attracted to it. What would make them attracted to a bat house versus just any other? I mean, what would make that an attractive place for them? Food and shelter. If it's up there and it's available, you know, it's kind of like if you build it, they'll come. So really, in in my mansion, I want to make sure that I don't allow any kind of unknown outlet. I mean inlets really for these creatures to be able to get in and, and find, right. a, find a happy home with me in your mansion because you I don't want that <laughs> no bats in your mansion no okay bats in my mansion I'm good with that all right very good uh Cheryl's mansion though it sounds like it's got a bat cave there in, in the backyard it's got a bat house and it's really adorable <laughs> yeah really adorable I'm sure you're gonna put frills and lace all over I can see it now Okay, homemedicusa.com if you have more questions about bats or how to have them or not have them in or out of your house. And uh, as always, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Hi, this is Julian McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. Have you ever wondered how to carry I have, because mine weighs about 180. Yeah. Have you ever wondered how to care for your pets naturally, Julie? I sure have. (laughs) Well, essential oils can be used in so many, such a variety of ways in caring for your pets. If you would like to know more about caring for your pets naturally, reach out to us at naturalsolutions.homemedicworld.com.